When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Matt Ford. This is Jeff Schwartz is Smarter Than You. And whoa, buddy, we got a lot happening. We got quarterback movements. We got tags and no tags and non-exclusive tags and exclusive tags. And we got quarterbacks getting paid too much and quarterbacks getting paid too little. And as we're recording this right now, we're getting quarterbacks getting tagged and not tagged. We have combine uh, recap to do, Matt. And a very interesting uh, survey that came out from 2021. uh, NFL players rating their team's weight rooms and facilities, all this stuff. Very interesting things. I'm back from vacation. Happy to talk some sports with you, Matt. How are you, buddy? Welcome back, buddy. I, I, I hope you're not too sore from those combine drills you and Meredith did on the beach. Um, how was your trip? Um, it, is, it was fantastic. Um, I'm glad to be back. Like Five days is, um, is enough. Like Five days is enough. Yeah. I'm, just I'm, I'm good. Of, of not working. You just, need, you just need to get back to talk non-exclusive franchise tags much faster, right? I was excited to get back. I don't do, like, relaxation well. I'm just, like, I'm just, just don't. Just don't. I, I, I don't. Like, I, I just don't do it well. My wife does it well. She has a, a much more stressful job. She needs the break. I just don't. I talk about football, man. Like, I'm, I'm very happy to travel with my wife and have alone time away from the kids. I think it's important when you have children. Obviously, if you can afford to, to do this, to, like, have alone time with your spouse, to still date your spouse, right? Like, it's great. But... I'm ready to talk football again with you, buddy. And there's a lot to get into because Lamar Jackson news, Aaron Rodgers news, Derek Carr, and Geno Smith, and maybe Daniel Jones. There's just a lot to talk about. And uh, let's start with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, for sure. So we're taping this uh, about 45 minutes before the franchise tag deadline on Tuesday. So there might be some breaking news during the show. And moments before we recorded, uh, we heard that Lamar Jackson has been tagged with the non-exclusive franchise tag for the Ravens. I'm sure everyone will be an expert on what this means by tomorrow. So Jeff, maybe you can quickly explain this and uh, what's your initial take on why the non-exclusive instead of the full-blown franchise. Okay, so we've gone over this um, many times. Lamar Jackson wants the Sean Watson money. He should absolutely ask for that money. $230 million guaranteed. Since that contract has, has been signed by Deshaun Watson, no quarterback has gotten that. Kyler Murray didn't get it. Russell Wilson didn't get it. Obviously, there's been other lower contracts signed since then. The Ravens aren't giving him that deal, right? They've offered like $133 million. His camp wants $203 million. And they're basically saying like, yeah, like we'll keep you if, if you want, I guess. But we're also open to trading you. This is like the best way to do it for compensation. Like, hey, man, like, we want to give you this money. Again. We'll pay you, sure. But let's see what the market will set for you. Maybe, maybe we're wrong. Maybe the market does want to give you $230 million guaranteed, and we have to suck it up and pay you that money. Or we'll trade you away for two first-round draft picks and move it along, right? Like it, The Ravens have never seemed overly committed to Lamar Jackson, right? They, just, they have it, Matt, for whatever reason. He's not finished the last two seasons healthy, right? We know that. 
but they just don't seem as connected to him as one would think they should be. And this, this tag that allows them to basically say like, Hey man, like just, yeah, yeah. Go shop, like go have fun, do what you want to do. And we still get competition back. If we decide on a trade feels like you're letting them know, like, all right, buddy, like see you later, but we want some competition on the back end. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting. This tag is so rarely used in the NFL and it's such an interesting strategic move by Baltimore because now they, as you mentioned, they have the ability to get two first round picks back for Lamar and it's open season. Like now there's going to be all of these other teams in the fray, which would have just happened in free agency. And if the Ravens had just, you know, let Lamar walk, obviously that would have been super detrimental to the team. They wouldn't have gotten anything back, but you'd have to think that Lamar Jackson would fetch more than two first round picks, right? Like give Cleveland's package for Deshaun Watson what the Jets may end up offering for someone like Aaron Rodgers, who's way older. Um, I have a feeling like on one hand, I think this is the Ravens essentially waving the white flag with Lamar, right? Saying like, Hey, I don't think this is ever going to work. Let's at least get something for him. Give him a chance to negotiate while also giving themselves a contingency of like, well, if it does somehow manage to work out, we have, we have an out, but this is fascinating. I mean, I can't, I can't remember this ever happening with a quarterback, right? Like I remember, Sean Gilbert, Washington legend and Panthers legend, uh, getting having this happen in the early 2000s. But I, it, it seems pretty rare that this happens in the NFL, and maybe it's going to start happening more based on this. I, I just think the NFL said we're just not giving anyone that money. Like the NFL is like we're ignoring that contract because we know next up, right? Next up, that person always gets like two percent more, and NFL is like, no, we're not. We're just not doing that. We're ignoring that contract. And Lamar's testing whether or not the NFL is going to hold tight to that. I mean, look, there are plenty of teams, man. I think that'll pay Lamar all the money that he wants. I completely agree. And uh, whether it's your commanders, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the Falcons, whether it's the Panthers, like there are teams that say, you know what, buddy? Here you go. 230. Here you go, buddy. All the money you want. Take it. Even $200 million guaranteed here you go take the money 180 here you go buddy like and i saw someone tweet me like well this means the, the ravens could match but the ravens have their price like why yeah. would they match if, if a team comes in over what they're willing to pay why, why are they going to match they, like they, right. they've already told you what they're going to pay lamar they've had negotiations lamar knows what that number is he's going to go tell someone else the ravens are offering me this much money give me more money you know like you know Give me more. Obviously, now the trade compensation is an issue, right? How much is the trade compensation? Well, you have to pay Lamar all this money and then trade a whole bunch of draft picks. So how many teams are in the position to do that and then still win? Like, that's the important part of this, right? You're going to pay a quarterback all that money, trade away assets, and then still win. That's the question as well. I think there are a few. I think there are a few that really talk themselves into it. I think, you know, and it also depends on a team like, could Atlanta talk themselves into something like that? I think they probably could. You mentioned Miami, which is fascinating. I mean, they certainly seem like they're built for something. I think a team like Washington could certainly do it if they didn't have an ownership question sort of looming over them. Carolina is a very good example, actually. I feel like they have this good young defense, uh, you know, a, a coaching staff that they're really excited about. Like, I could absolutely, aggressive owner, could see them forking up for, for a huge package here. It's just fascinating because... I think the question has moved from is Lamar staying with the Ravens to who is willing to pay this much for Lamar and is he going to be worth it? And I think the the answer is like unequivocally yes. It, there is just not ever this level of talent available for trade. I mean, he is a, a unanimous MVP just a few years ago. He's super young. He's never had a great complement of weapons around him. He's a proven winner in this league like every single time he's on the field. Uh, his team has succeeded. It dates back to college. I would have no hesitation going all in for this guy, way more so than Deshaun Watson, uh, obviously, based on his character issues, but even just on the field. I'm curious if, if you're with me there, if you think he would be worth going double all in for uh, if you had the chance. Um, yes, I, I think your point about, like, he's just won a bunch of football games. Um, and if you're a team, and, and this is maybe the, the, the time to talk about the, this topic because Look, Derek Kerr got paid by the Saints. Geno Smith got paid by the uh, the Seahawks. Now, the two different deals. Derek Kerr basically got a two-year deal. Geno Smith got a one-year deal, right? 
And if you're a team, you're kind of like in sort of three, really four quarter kind of quarterback buckets, right? Like you're you're a quarterback where you're going for it all, right? We know those seven, eight, nine teams. And you're sort of the Saints and Seahawks this season, where you know, you're nine and seven. Like you're competitive, right? Like if you're a fan of the Saints and Seahawks, you are competitive. You're a commanders fan, man. Like I'm sure you would love your team to be competitive each season. But like, what is that really getting? If you're a Saints fan, what are you really getting from Derek Carr? Like, you know, winning, you're the best quarterback in the division, give you that, but you're not really winning a Super Bowl. Like, what are you doing with that deal? Does Seattle structure their deal to draft a quarterback this year or next year and get out of the Geno deal after one year? They did a great job, I think. But again, you're sending that for nine and seven. Okay. Then you have the quarterbacks that are young and like, you know, kind of like the Justin Fields, right? You don't know what you have with them yet. And then you have the teams that stink and are trying to get a quarterback. Like, if you're a fan of one of those teams, I think you that kind of is in the middle range. I think you'd rather have Lamar than Derek Carr or Geno Smith. Oh yeah. And then you and then I, but the question is, would you rather if you're the Saints, if you're a Saints fan, would you rather stink this season, tear it all down for the possibility to get a quarterback next year, and then in two or three years be really good again, or are you okay with this sort of like kind of we're in it every year but never winning a championship? That's the question as a fan that I think is the hard part because like, no. I've rooted my life for bad teams. You have as well. Like, what do you want as a fan? And if you're like, if you're one of these teams that can get Lamar Jackson right now, you immediately move out of like most of those bottom three categories up to the top category right now. 100%. I mean, lots to react to there. First, I want to give you an opinion on the, uh, the, the Saints thing that I haven't heard yet, but this is genuinely how I feel, Jeff. I think the Saints might now have the second best quarterback in the NFC. Like, if you actually think about it, they legitimately, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings went 13-4 and four this season. And the next year, the Saints are going to be able to play the Panthers twice. They're going to play the Bucks twice, who are, might end up being, like, the worst team in the league, the way that things are looking right now. And they're going to have the Falcons twice, who are, you know, a complete mess. Again, maybe Lamar Jackson goes to one of these teams. The Vikings went 13-4. and four. Obviously, they have more to their team than, than Kirk Cousins. But they had a rookie coach who didn't totally seem to know what he was doing. Of course, they got super lucky. But a team like that, a couple of things change. And they could have, they honestly could have ended up in the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Honestly, a couple of different things break uh, towards the end of the season. I feel like the Saints, they, you know, everyone saw the numbers and they were like, oh my God, they went all in on this guy, Derek Carr, who stinks. But when you look at the NFC, there just isn't that much in the way for them to compete. Like they've basically. It would be an upset if they didn't win the division at this point. If you're if you're talking yourself into this, it would be an upset to think they're not winning the division. It would be an upset to think that they're not going to host a playoff game. Then maybe two. Like I kind of feel like it's smart. And the Geno thing, they still have the number five pick in the draft. Like their rebuild, they can do the Warriors thing where they can reload while they're still being sort of competent this year, which I think is the best of both worlds for from a fan perspective even though they're probably not going to go anywhere for a while. I think the car take is sort of valid because the NFC is just kind of down on quarterbacks right now. Like, especially if Rodgers leaves, which was the lead of our podcast yeah. before everything changed yeah. with as Lamar. As Rodgers yeah. leaves, yeah. Um, is, um, Carr's definitely up there. But again, like, the Saints are so over the cat, Matt, they keep cutting talent, right? Like, at some point, you, you have to have, like, talent to win. And they keep cutting <laughs> talent because they're so over-leveraged. The Seahawks have done it the absolute right way. Geno Smith's deal is a one-year deal, essentially, for $40 million. And they're out. So they're, they have the fifth pick overall, draft a quarterback this year, or maybe your guy's gone. And you say, okay, we'll draft a, a pass rusher at five. We'll draft yep. someone else at five. And let's say you bomb this season, because Geno Smith kind of re regresses back down. And you're picking the top 10 next year. And there's four more quarterbacks again. You draft a quarterback next year, and you're, you're without Geno. And the best part of this deal, too, is that Geno gets paid. Great for Geno, right? What a story, right? You, you persevere through the Jets. You meander through the quarterback ecosystem in the NFL. You find a home. You play well for, he really played well for like 12 weeks of the season. He didn't play well the last month of the year, terribly well. And you have $40 million. Great. Like, awesome, right? Yeah. Good for Geno. And, and this is a situation where this works for both parties, right? Geno gets paid. 
Seahawks have a little out after one season, but the Saints didn't do that. Like the Saints continually are striving for something that's not really there. Now, again, they had the best quarterback in the division as of right now. It, by, by the way, Dana Rossini tweets out the Falcons are not going to go after Lamar Jackson for whatever that's worth um, huh. right now. So cross one off the Interesting. list. But this, this does scream like Carolina Panthers. I agree. Their owner's desperate for a quarterback. Jim Ursay, you know that Jim Ursay is calling over the Ravens? Hey, man, like, what do you, what do you want for, for Lamar? I, there's, I think there's like a t- ton of teams are going to call over there with Kaepernick. Are you? Are the Texans not going to call over there? The Texans are a great point. Are we sure the Texans great are going to, sure to call over there? Imagine the franchise, how that changed their franchise immediately. Bryce Young may or may not be good. CJ Stroud. Right. Lamar Jackson's good now. Now, right now, he's good now. Now, right now. And then the Ravens, for them, they get the second pick in the draft. Presumably. Quarterback, right. like, boom. Like, you're right back in this thing, right? So, um... I just think they're. I just think the Ravens are going to get. I think Lamar's going to get more than the Ravens are willing to give him. And, and like, I just think this is a sign of of that. If Houston were involved, they could trade two picks this year and be clear of this. It's actually a really good call. Um, they obviously have way more to do on their roster, but there's so many teams that could sneak into this sweepstakes that we would never even think about. Like, for instance, what if the Giants decide not to franchise uh, Daniel Jones in the next half an hour? They would be a fascinating team, right? Like they, they're a team that he's Lamar is everything Daniel Jones is, but a hundred times better at every single one of those things. Like every single team that doesn't have one of those automatic top six, seven guys is going to have to at least have the conversation with themselves. Like who's not having this conversation? Like any team can figure out a way to sort of, you know, unless they're stuck like a Cardinals with Kyler and his contract, like, you know, what, what happens if, if the if the Packers ship Rodgers to to uh to the Jets, like they're gonna have a conversation. Everybody has to. This guy is an unbelievable talent, and I, it's gonna be fascinating to see who's gonna pony up. Yeah. So it's two first round picks, no matter what. So that yeah, that's what it is. I thought it was more than that. It's two first round picks, but do they do the Ravens get to choose which offer they take, or is it? And could there be more? Like, could someone say, "Well, I actually do three, or is two just like the the minimum? Um, I think I think two is all you can do. Interesting. So in theory, a team like Houston, Houston would be the perfect fit then because Baltimore could draft their quarterback and get another first round pick yeah. this year in theory. But man, this this is going to be wild. Do you have first gut instinct? Is your gut instinct the Panthers? Is that where he ends up? Are you telling me Jim Irsay is not like going, calling yeah. them right now, calling his Chris Ballard right now, like give me Lamar Jackson? It's a great point. Hundred percent. I mean, I think that I think there's like ten teams with their hair on fire right now. Of course, I think the Commanders are doing that. Like, I, I definitely think. You know what about what about uh, Mark Davis and and the Raiders? Like that that would be such a that'd be a perfect Raiders move. Every, there's so many teams that would that could do this. This is going to be like the most fun uh, offseason sweepstakes in a while. I know. And to be honest, thank God because we were just going to have to spend another podcast talking about Aaron Rodgers and whether he's going to go to the Jets. But finally, that doesn't feel like the most important thing in the NFL. That's a tough beat for Aaron Rodgers, a constant publicity hound. So why don't we switch gears to that? Our friend Trey Wingo reported that. We, that was the guy from that restaurant in L.A., right? That same guy? I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think it was the same guy. Um, so looks like Rodgers and the Jets are meeting up. The, the Nathaniel Hackett reunion with Aaron Rodgers could take place soon. Uh, are they a contender if if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets? Contender for for what? N- no, <laughs> no. Like, what are they contender for? I mean, this guy was the MVP a year ago. Like, you would think with that level I mean, of just... offensive talent around him that they could actually be kind of kind of a meaningful okay. team. No, here's what I don't here's what I don't get about this whole negotiation. I, I think I'm right on this part. Aaron Rodgers does not have a no trade clause. They can trade him no matter. He doesn't have to have the Jets brass fly to California to meet with him. They can just trade him. Like, what, what are the Packers continuing? Why are they letting him hold, hold them hostage? Just trade his ass. Call the Jets up, Joe Douglas. Hey, hey, hey. What are you giving us for Aaron Rodgers? Okay, great. Hang up the phone. Okay, Aaron. Hey, buddy. You're going to New York. See you later. Like, what, is, what are they doing? Like, what, 
why can't they just get rid of him? Like, why does it have to be this? I guess if the, the problem is he retires, right? If he just retires, the Packers yeah. are on the hook, I guess, for the dead cap hit. That's the problem, I think, in this situation. That's right. my guess. I think why this, the, the Packers just can't ship him out. But, like, I'm unexcited. This is not an exciting story to me. I, I don't... I, am I supposed to be excited for this, Matt? I, I don't know, man. We just spent 17 minutes on Lamar Jackson. Like, he's just more exciting to me as a story, as a player, as an NFL decision than where Aaron Rodgers goes. I agree. And I think, I think the Jets are probably meeting with Rodgers not because Rodgers is demanding it, but because I think they need to know what his deal is before they may even make that call with the Packers, with Gutekunst and the Packers brass. Like, I, if it were me and I was, if I was going to ship out a first round pick and maybe some more for Aaron Rodgers, like, I'd want to get a sense of where his head was. If he, if, because he's, he's insane. Like, we've, we've seen this with Aaron Rodgers. Like, his, his whims are all over the place. I bet they're going out there to say, like, do you want to do this? Do you want to live in New York? Do you want to play in the AFC? Like, I think that part of the problem for Rodgers is he's going to have to move out of the NFC North. And think about what that means. Like, the Dolphins, tough team. The Bills, you know, second or third favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. He's going to have to play against Bill Belichick twice a year. Like, these are really, these, like, it will not be easy for him. He will not have the Lions and the Bears twice a year. Like, it's going to get a lot harder. And he's going to be in a conference with, what, four of the best five quarterbacks at least? So I have a feeling, like, everyone's going to, I mean, the Jets fans are going to be out of their minds, Jeff. They are going to just be unhinged with joy. This will be their best quarterback in so long. I don't see them actually mattering with Rodgers or without. But if they were in the NFC, they probably would, which is crazy. Like, I, I just think that's a tough spot to succeed given the level of talent in the rest of the conference. In the AFC East, you have Allen, Jones, obviously, and Tua, let's say. You might have, Lamar might be there. Who knows? Like, I, it's just, it's a tough yeah. division to even win. It's not Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Justin Fields anymore. Exactly. And then you have deal with the rest of the division. He's going to play one more year, two more years. I just don't care. I, I just, Matt, I, it doesn't excite me, man. It also, it kind of reminds me of the, the, you know, the calculus people were doing last year with Russell Wilson going to Denver, where they're like, wow, look at all the weapons that he's going to have in Denver. And it turns out the weapons in Seattle were way better. So obviously what Rodgers has in uh, Green Bay is, is not much, but that's a lot of faith to be putting in Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall coming yeah. off of an injury and that offensive line, you know, with, Dwayne Brown coming back for year 17, possibly, and Mekhi Becton, who's never on the field, like, with Nathaniel Hackett. Like, this isn't him stepping into, this isn't Brady going to the Bucks with Evans and Godwin and Fournette and a great offensive line. Like, this is a much different thing. So, I don't know. I'm, I think the Jets would be, like, the perfect thing story-wise. It's a New York yeah. thing, so everyone I, will talk about yeah. it all the time. It's Favre again, which oh, is insane. It's, it's, silly go -to right it's so strange. Um, see, okay, here's even more fun with Lamar Jackson. I want As we're going through this, um, there's more updates. Bill Barnwell tweets yeah. out, my favorite researcher of, of Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, tweets out, writing a long piece about this, but remember that if a team wants to sign Jackson, Lamar Jackson, they can negotiate a deal with the Ravens and do it as a sign-and-trade as opposed to going the offer sheet route, giving up two first-round picks. Usually this means something less than two first-rounders, like when the Seahawks signed and traded Frank Clark to the Chiefs a few years ago. But it could be more. Matt, I think there's so many options here. I saw, ben, I think Ben Solak tweeted out, like, what if the Niners come calling? Yeah. Like, very possible. I mean, they they can't do a trade with, I think, because of Lance. <laughs> there's some reason that they can't yeah, do it. probably. Which is insane. But, like, I mean, how many times does a quarterback like this come available? Never. Never. Unless there's some sort of condition like Watson with all of his stuff. Like, I have him as probably, like, number five in the league. Like, he is one of the few people who, if he's on the field, your team can win the Super Bowl. Like, any team he goes to automatically matters. So, I have a feeling, I mean, man, imagine, imagine him on, I mean, the, the Colts are a really interesting one, actually. Right, the Colts the Colts would be a really nice fit. I mean, like Jim Irsay is not like calling right now. Give me, give me a like. No, I just would. I would think it'd be NFC no matter what. I just feel like in, if there's a world where like there's an NFC West team or something like 
not you know the commanders when it's with him right down the road i feel like the ravens would hate i don't know how much control they have in this situation depending on the offers but it's you know even carolina feels a little bit close i feel like they want to send him like as far away as possible like you know it's uh somewhere just where they don't ever have to sort of come across this because it would be you know, if he has a Hall of Fame career, it's an, it's a failure to let a guy like that get away, no matter no matter what the deal is. Well, the Ravens again, like I, they just Matt, they just have not seemed interested in 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 doing this long term deal with him. I I don't know why. It's very odd, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, nah. it's just it's so insane. I, I, we, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter too. Warren Sharp just he tweeted out a few minutes ago the uh, projected starting quarterbacks in the NFC, and Lamar Jackson would so be the number one quarterback in this conference but like you look at these names and it's you know it's it's Jalen Hurts and then it's Daniel Jones Dak Prescott Sam Howell Jared Goff Jordan Love like these PJ Walker Kyle Trask like these names are just unbelievable how bad the NFC is like especially if Lamar goes there this this the whole the whole situation shakes up next year it's uh it's great for the league I love it so much it's like so much fun. I mean, this is why we love. This is why football is the best, man. Like, it is. And it's getting more drama filled. It's getting like there's more attention. It's just get. It's just getting better, man. It's fantastic. It is. It really is the best. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Where do you want to go next? We can keep talking about this. We can uh, we we can talk about the team surveys last week since you, we didn't get a rip at that when you were gone. I, I feel like I feel like transitioning a little bit to the to the combine would be good now because of the quarterback situation. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe we can head back to the team surveys afterwards. Cool, let's do that. So let's talk about the combine. Um, I, I one of the most interesting stories out of it. I mean, why don't we just start there? Give me just some thoughts on the combine overall. Like there, there are a lot of stories that came out of it. Most of all, Will Levis and his fear of dairy, but we can get to that later. Talk to me about what you saw and, and hopefully you didn't watch a bunch of guys in, uh, in, in shorts while you were on the beach. Okay. So I have a, not an anti-combine take, but I feel like an old man saying this. I just, I don't care as much anymore about the combine. No. Like, do you care as much anymore? I've never watched oh, it. Well, I, I've never. Oh, what, what? Who do I okay. think I am? Do I think I'm an assistant GM and I'm going to be there watching the corners and be like, man, this guy in the third round, this guy's a great piece for my fake team. I like going to Dallas and like hanging out with the guys during combine training. Like I like being in person with them, but the combine, like the, the drills, I, I know I watch them. Like I, I, I paid, I didn't watch them in Mexico because I couldn't get streaming to work on my phone. Um, I, I might have watched the offensive blessings. I might have watched the, that's good. The offensive line guys, I would have watched. They're the only group I, I really care to watch, anyways. Um, my my takeaway every year is slowly becoming, you know, that the training is so good that the numbers continue to get better each season, and I feel like they just mm. are, are less important to me. Yeah, guys run fast. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they train for months to have to run fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like guys will continue to break records now guys like anthony richardson the quarterback out of florida when you have the best quarterback combine ever okay you perk my interest a little bit right we talked about the raz scores i'm hopeful you guys pay attention to those i know you guys i know got people at least you two listen to my podcast um sending the the, the scores like yeah some guys are physical freaks we we know sort of knew that like we knew anthony richardson was a physical freak and he shows up and has the highest vert ever um, for a quarterback and high as long as broad jump and runs really fast, all those great things. But my takeaway is the buzz in Indianapolis appears to be a couple things. One, I saw two mock drafts today, Todd Bichet, Dane Brugler, who are two trusted sources in the industry um, that have the Colts trading up to number one, Matt, for quarterback. Both of them have that Colts to one. And um, uh, Anthony Richardson like in the top seven now. <laughs> like, just Anthony Richardson's like zooming on up. Those are the two takeaways. And then Jalen Carter kind of out of the top 10. That's like the three, mm. I get the three takeaways from everything else is the same. Like 
The same players are where they are. Except Richardson has moved up and Jalen Carter has gone down. And the Colts appear to want to do a trade. Yeah, which, you know, certainly makes sense. I It's funny. I, I don't watch a lot of college football, as you know. Um, but I am friends with a lot of people who went to University of Florida. And I asked them on a group text as my research for this podcast. So I was like, hey, give me the scoop on this guy, Richardson. Like, he had this freak, freak combine. He might go number one overall. What's your take? And they all said some version of the best text that I got from this group. Shout out to my, to my guy, Ronnie. He said, uh, he can't throw a swing pass. And he's super injury prone but at least he can jump high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's like, sometimes I sort of think we got to make this a little bit less complicated. And yes, amazing athlete, maybe with the right coaching, uh, you know, God bless him. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Having said all of that, sometimes you just got to like, know if this guy's a good football player yeah. or not and not get so blown away by a great weekend where, Absolutely. you know, no, whether you're a good athlete yeah, or not, like of yeah. course it can matter, but there are plenty of good athletes who never made oh, it a quarterback. You're absolutely correct. Okay. So the thing about it is like coaches are better at extracting like the best from a quarterback now, right? Like they don't just like throw quarterbacks in offense to say, here's my offense, this is what we're doing, make it happen. And Richards is so talented that there's an idea that you get him with the right coach, the right system. They can maximize the potential. But yes, there are, there's not the tape of a quarterback that you would take maybe in the top five. There are glimpses. Makes some great plays. Very athletic, of course. Has a rocket arm. Like there's, again, good things on tape, but not the consistency. And you hope when you get him into an NFL offense with better coaching staff, better players around him, Florida had a bunch of drops this season. That that's when he flourishes, Matt. But it's a big risk. It's a huge boomer bust. Yeah, which I think you know. I think big swings are allowed. Like I actually think, in the wake of this Lamar Jackson thing, it's it's sort of one school of thought is don't ever go for the Derek Cars or for the Geno Smiths. Like swing, like go for the guy who could be the face of the NFL and hope for the best. And it's you know it's worked in the case of you know a few quarterbacks, but you never want to be stuck in that purgatory. I guess, but. It's funny. I mean, the Trey Lance thing is, I can't tell if, I feel like the 49ers are getting such a, like, incomplete grade on the Trey Lance thing because he's kind of the only comp for someone like this where you take somebody who has some major red flags in terms of their performance in school, and Lance's case and Richardson's case were very different because SEC and Division 1A or, A or whatever, but picking someone that risky at the top of the draft. Like we haven't even gotten a real referendum on it because of Lance's injury problems. But, and I feel like, you know, if, if we had sort of pl played that thing out, maybe it'd be a little bit different with Richardson because I just, I just feel like someone's going to talk themselves into it. As, as a matter of fact, he is the third highest favorite for the number one pick. Or no, the second highest favorite him and CJ Stroud are tied. Bryce Young is, is still the heavy favorite at almost minus 200. But it's, I don't know, it's like someone's going to talk themselves into a guy who was not a good college quarterback being the face of their franchise. And it's just, it's just bizarre to me. Um, it, it is. I, I think the Josh Allen thing has made everyone really scared to say guys are going to stink, right? Because yep. he defied logic and he made everyone, including myself, look stupid. And also, too, when the Titans report this week came out that they wanted to move on from Derrick Henry, it may or may not be true. I don't know. There were conflicting reports. My first thought was, yeah, I was right. I said when the Titans signed Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill that it was stupid and they never win anything. And they didn't win anything, okay? But, like, no one comes to my Twitter and it's like, you know what, Jeff Schwartz, you were right. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You were right. I shouldn't have sent you a nasty direct message. You ended up being correct. If I say anything, Richard's going to be a bust, like, what does that get me? <laughs> Not, nothing, right? Like, nothing. Yeah. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, I said Justin Herbert was going to be good. What, what, is, what does that get me? Nothing? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, you were so right. Like, you were one of the few. So, like, like, what is it? What good does it do to go on social media and say, you know what, guys? I want you to Anthony Richardson play. Kid doesn't have it. Never going to make you in the NFL. Like, this is no point. It's, it's like unimportant. Can I talk about his play in Florida? Absolutely. 
but making like big declarative statements about players just feels like not what I should be doing anymore. I don't know. Mm. Like I'll do it about teams. I have no problem saying like, guys, if the Giants signed Daniel Jones to a $40 million deal a season, they're stupid. I can say that. Like that feels okay. And I said this yep. year, I don't think Daniel Jones should, or I don't know when Super Bowl Daniel Jones, like I, I'm fine with saying some of the declarative statements, but like, I, I just, it's just like, it's, it's just not worth my time to be like, Hey man, like, yeah, Richardson's going to be a bust. Uh, see, he might not be. I don't know, man. If you did have the number one pick, which of the quarterbacks would you, would you, uh, would you go in on? Because there's some questions yeah. about, you know, there's some questions about the height of Bryce Young, who's still the favorite, you know, everyone's saying, well, Kyler, well, Russ, you know, both of them kind of stink at the moment. Um, you know, and CJ Stroud, obviously none of these guys are perfect. There's no, you know, Burrow this, this class. Um, but I'm curious who, who's your guy of the three, the most ready to play is Bryce Young. I mean, the size is, is a real concern, right? I mean, the weight thing's so funny, right? He weighed 204 at the combine. All right. Well, he probably ate a bunch before weighing. Like, <laughs> NFL teams know what he played at this season. Yeah. And there's a real lack of history. And the reason why all these drills are run and the reason why we height and weight and measure guys is because there's comparables to other players that have had success in the league. And you say, look, this player's had success. Well, we haven't seen a lot of players of Bryce's size have success for obvious reasons. One, just the height of a quarterback. Can you see, right? And if you're going to be that player, are you going to have like the best, be the best running quarterback of all time, Michael Vick, right? Are you going to be like that quick? Are you going to be Drew Brees? The most accurate quarterback maybe of all time, right? Like, is Bryce Young either of those guys? He's not yet. He can move, Matt, he's not Michael Vick, right? Yeah. He's not. And Kyler Murray, is, the, is that the best example you have for me? Kyler Murray of what Bryce Young's right. going to be? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, the intriguing one for me is C.J. Stroud because his Georgia game was so good. Yeah. His other 20 starts was not the Georgia game. So, which guy is he? And you can't draft the kid who doesn't trust milk. So Will Levis is out. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. I, it's just so funny, too, because with both Stroud and Young, there's these, I think there's so much anti-Ohio State bias that no matter how, like, no matter how disciplined you are and how you look at these people, like, you go back, you know, decades and you say, like, well, wait a second, when's the last Ohio State quarterback? You can do this with Richardson, too. When's the last good Florida quarterback from I don't, I'm not, I don't care about that stuff. But I do really think that it's, it's a, a thing, like, for some well, people. People, try, people tried that at Oregon. And, like, yeah, and exactly. Look what happened. If Ohio State didn't have the stigma attached to it, I think Stroud would be the number one choice. I just do. Like, you look at everything from, you know, I can't claim I've watched every game, but he, he played outstanding competition. He was un, his numbers are just out of control. 81 touchdowns, 12 picks in two years. I mean, obviously, you know, Young's are really good too, but he's got the size. He's a great athlete. I, he's super young. Like, I just feel like he's he would be the guy if it weren't for the Ohio State stuff. I really do. It's going to be fun, man. Draft's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Well, we're 10 minutes out from the deadline here, and I think we we didn't really talk about there's, – there's one team that's sort of looming right now that we haven't talked about, and they're probably sweating the most as we're recording this. Your former team, the New York Giants who have two guys who they could franchise tag, probably going to tag one of them. It's either going to be Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Well, they're not, they're not, they're not tagging Saquon, in my opinion. Not even if they figure out this extension with Jones, which pe some people think is going to happen, but it's, we're running out of time here. No declarative statements, right? No definitive statements from Jeff Schwartz. Um, I, don't, I think the Giants are, I don't think they're smartly, I don't think they're very interested in like making a long-term deal with Barkley. It doesn't seem that way, right? Unless it's for like the exact price they want. Daniel Jones, I saw this from Warren Sharp. Here it is right here. Um, okay. If Daniel Jones reaches a deal with the Giants, he'll become the first quarterback in history to sign for $20 million plus a season after playing 15 plus games and throwing for less than 20 touchdowns. Like, I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Here's the thing. Like, who are they bidding against that, right now? That and that's my tweet. That's what my tweet was earlier. Is who are they? Who, who is giving Daniel Jones, let alone thirty million dollars a season? Who's giving him thirty million dollars a season? Right. Is Washington? 
No. Or the Jets. Well, now that Lamar is a possibility, okay. you know, between but, Lamar yeah, and Rodgers right. and like, these guys at the top of the draft, like, what are I we bet, talking about? about? Let's say pre, previous to Lamar, okay? Are the Panthers paying him $30 million a year? I don't think so. Are, I don't think he's a good enough answer. Are the was Washington? I don't think so. Jets? Nope. Who, who, no, Tampa. Who, who Tampa, the no. Raiders, maybe. Who? Raiders? No. Why wouldn't they keep Carr then? Yeah. yeah, it's like. So, who are they bidding against? Okay, yeah, the, the franchise tag, they're bidding against that. But here's my point about it's what the Ravens are doing, basically. They're like, all right, Jones, well, this is what I would say to Jones. We'll give you $30 million a year for two years. We'll attack on the third year. Why not? For kind purposes, go find a better deal and come back to us. It's a risk. It's a risk, Matt. I get it. Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't they be? Would, why wouldn't they do the thing that the Ravens just did with Lamar, <laughs> and just give him the one year deal and say, "Yeah, if you can find a team that's willing to give you, give us two firsts, go for it," because no one will. But to have a quarterback on a one year thirty, especially him, like why not? I actually feel like they they should do that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if that happens. We're seven minutes away. We're actually might just like let this podcast just keep, stick. We're gonna let this podcast keep going. For seven more it. minutes until this, we're gonna just talk about something for seven more minutes. College basketball. Well, Let's talk about college basketball. <laughs> by the way, well, there's so much more football to talk about, including yeah. Saquon. By the way, because yeah. if Saquon were to, if they were to franchise Saquon, I mean, the, if you look at the running back market now, there's Pollard just and like, Jacobs. Just get like a fourth round pick at running back. You'll be just fine. Well, I mean, obviously that's that's your famous anti running back take, despite playing with. Adrian Peterson in rushing and Jamal and Jamal yards. Charles and and Jamal Charles and then we set the record for for uh, two 1100 rushers in NFL history in Carolina. <laughs> I saw my yeah. Breitling watch from that. Thank you, uh, Jonathan Stewart, JJ Williams. I actually didn't know that you, that that was that you were part of that one. Carolina, so yeah, I guess I've been part of, of course part of like multiple record setting offensive lines and my anti running back. Well, maybe that's telling because uh, no one would know more about that success of a running game than the guys who do the blocking. But I, I do think if you look at the list, Saquon is so by far the next guy is, is like Miles Sanders. So if you're the Giants, I actually do feel like there's such a scarcity. Like someone would, I think, actually overpay for Barkley. And if the Giants lose Barkley, I know, th- I know the thing about running backs. I know that Barkley's injury prone. You can't pay him. This is what the franchise tag is for. They're, he is such a huge piece of their offense. He is the guy that they should be franchise tagging because if they don't have him, what do they well, have on offense? Well, I certainly think that, that franchise tagging Barkley is better than franchise tagging Daniel Jones. Of course. And the number is super low for running backs. It's $10 million. Yeah. Like, the, like the Cowboys are paying Zeke more than that to suck to be a backup to the guy they already franchised. Yeah. I, I just feel like it would be such a, it would be such a crime if they ended up losing Barkley because they they dicked around with Daniel Jones who isn't even good. Um, I'm I'm with you. So uh, we we keep refreshing Twitter here. Um, five minutes. F- five minutes to go. Do you want to get into the? Um... Oh, all right. Well, news break. Yeah, they um have a long term deal. There's no numbers out yet. Um, wow, Garofolo. Mike Garofolo, former Giants beat reporter. Um, I love it. They said yeah, he said. He had six, six fourth-quarter comebacks in his career and make it seven. <laughs> God. That, what, That's great. He's only had six in his career, and he's in his fourth season. God. Oh, boy. What is this? Number? What are the numbers going to be? How bad are the numbers going to be? Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man. So this is it. For, so Daniel Jones, back in... Uh, okay, it's, a four-year, it's a four-year extension. Back in New York. Four-year extension. It's going to be like 160, right? Just a basic 160? Probably is it four I'm, years, I'm 160? I'm reading the same. God, that's it's a probably a two-year. I, I bet in the end it's going to be a, a two-year deal. Like Geno Smith's deal ended up being – it was announced like a three-year 105. It ended up being one year for $40 million, essentially. So, all right, well. Wow. I mean, they've just locked in on – the third best quarterback in their own division for four years and top of market. That's, that's tough. That is a tough, that's tough news for the Giants. 
So now they're gonna. They're. I assume they're gonna franchise Saquon in the next three minutes. Yeah, that would be dumb not to. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. What, yeah, do you want to say this? Is do you want to say the survey for next time, then, buddy? I don't know. <laughs> bold, bold predictions. Yeah, we, I we, mean, we push. Basically, guys, a survey came out. Uh, the NFLPA put out a survey of uh, where they ranked a bunch of stuff, and it was pretty funny. And I don't know. I mean, what? what I feel like we've consumed with court. Okay, four year one sixty. Yeah. So four year one sixty. The basic, uh, and they will tax Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Wow. All right. So we got there. We we got it. So they are there. Wow. Interesting. So they're basically saying, you know what? We loved getting to uh, getting beating the Vikings in a playoff game and getting absolutely pounded in the second rounds. That's our future. We're going to stick around with that. That's a winning formula here in New York. Let's 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 log in for four more years of that. Big blue. Oh, I just God. whatever. I mean. Okay. Yeah. I don't think we need to talk about the surveys. Everyone knows the Cardinals suck. The commanders are worse. We'll get back to that. I want to know why, how long the rats in Jacksonville lasted. We're going to get deep into that. Um, we're not going to talk about being afraid of milk in the Kentucky quarterback. No, I, I, no. I just don't think are we have you, time. Are you a March Madness guy, though? Like, do you get into March Madness? Yeah, my point of entry is uh, my own is my Maryland Terrapins. If they're good, I tend to tend to check are, in. Are they so one I, of the I, eighteen Big Ten schools that are making the postseason every year? They sure are, because it's a real conference with real good teams in all kinds of sports. Penn State is like net sixty seven, and Oregon's like net forty four, and Penn State's in, Oregon's out. It's like awesome. <laughs> I love from I, beating I, Maryland. I love, yeah, what? <laughs> because Penn State just beat Maryland. Oh, is that yeah. why? <laughs> Penn State yeah. Maryland. It's like you. Yeah. It's one of UCLA's two best wins: Arizona and Maryland this season. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> I like UCLA. They're good. Yeah, they lost, but their their best defensive player, like defensive player of the year, might have tore his Achilles this past weekend. So yeah, that's tough. They'll, they'll tough. Pack- I will give you. Can I give you one quick gambling Pac-12? Please. So Oregon is the four seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They're plus like 1,200 to win the Pac-12 tournament. Oregon's the only team outside of UCLA and Arizona that can win this thing. They, are, they have a good team. They just don't play well for 40 minutes. <laughs> they can be really good. Small problem. They've beaten Arizona. they played the Bruins close twice, but they have a bye. They'll play, they'll play Washington State on Thursday because they'll beat Cal because Cal's 3-27. and 27. And then they play UCLA without Jalen Clark. Probably he's not going to play this weekend. Mick Cronin said, and if they beat UCLA, they get Arizona most likely. Like for that value, it's pretty good. You also hedge out of it at some point. Like I know I kind of like Oregon in that spot. Um, so this Daniel Jones contract just. I know. I feel like we keep like trying to move the conversation, and then it's like just back to Jones, back to Lamar. I just oh jeez, does this is such. This isn't even a time of the NFL calendar that usually matters. Like we're pre-free agency, pre-draft. Like usually this is sort of like, oh yeah, like, you know, somebody quarterback gets tagged, Kirk Cousins gets tagged, like somebody gets tagged, like it's not a big deal. But this was a crazy day. Like this was a frenzy. Yeah. It's fun, man. Oh man, the Jones thing. I just like forty million dollars. It's a tough spot to be in if you're the Giants, right? Like this is the best quarterback you've had. Since not that long, five years. Like, no, dude, Eli was last good. They went to playoffs in 2016. It's been like seven years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're talking to a Commanders fan. We're we're looking at 35 years, but it it you're right. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, is there more room for him to go? I think if you're talking yourselves into Jones, like they didn't have they, any good receivers. Now they you know they can go build. Jeremy Fowler says comparisons for Daniel Jones deal or Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford with high guarantees so that, that's like 120 130 guaranteed cool i mean dak and dak and jones are i think about the same level so that's that's good for that's good for jones yeah but what is he i mean what is jones like the 14th best quarterback in the league is that about right like that's that's a lot of money to be spending maybe not even okay so 18th okay so let's just okay so josh allen's better right okay is two uh, yeah. two is better right Healthy two is better. Uh, it's a question. Okay. I mean, are you... okay, toss up. Okay, Mac Jones, yes or no? Oh, that's a good question too. If, if we're just saying, like, at their best, if Daniel Jones is best, Mac Jones is best. Who are you taking to start your team with? I'd say I'd take Daniel Jones. Okay. I guess. 
Uh, Dak Prescott's better. Jalen Hurts is better. That's three, okay? Commanders, who knows? Okay. Uh, are you taking Justin Fields or Daniel Jones? I think Fields. Okay. Cousins is better. Now, you might not take him to start your team right now, but Cousins is better than Jones. Yeah. Okay. So is Goff. You put Goff up there? Okay. Better than Jones after last, after last year, year. Yeah. Okay. That's now six. We're only in the NFC right now, by the way. Six in the NFC. Derek yep. Carr, better. Okay. So now we have yep. seven quarterbacks alone in the NFC that you have. No, sorry. Right. Sorry. I, I did the AFC already. I'm sorry. I, I haven't gone through the NFC. I did one AFC division. Okay. That's seven. Okay. Geno Smith? I, I don't know. Question. Um, you're not doing anyone. Rams, Cardinals. I mean, I, it doesn't. I mean, you're going through them all, but it's like if you can name twelve, so, we can name ten that are obviously so like, not even. So a he's question. like 18th in the NFL. Like, yeah, you pay him. Pat Mahomes makes forty five million dollars a year, Matt. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's insane. I mean, he's he's the third best division, third best quarterback in a division with Dak Prescott and and Sam Howell. Like that's what we're talking about. Like this is not a this is not a franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I I don't know. It's like I get it because it's your guy. You drafted him. He took some big strides. Dable obviously he seems to click with him, but I don't know, man. Pretty wild. All right. What a day. What a show. What a day, what Jeff. A show. What a roller coaster. I feel like we were all over the map. We just like tore up our rundown. Yeah, too. Lamar came in first. Yeah, this was fun. Just like on the fly. It's like a radio yeah. show. You just tear yeah. the rundown up as news happens. I love it. All right. All right. We'll be back next week. Free agency next week. Back to Mexico. Well, no, I'm not going back to Mexico. I like working. I'm back at work. My wife doesn't sometimes. I like being back. I like talking sports. Born to talk. It's the best, man. All right. Power by Varsity Podcast Network. Talk to you guys next week. Have a great one, everybody.